Hey there, you know that book you've been meaning to write? It's time to get it done. This is the Profitable Business Author Podcast, and we're here to guide you on that journey. Make sure you get your copy of the book that goes with this podcast. Right now, you can get the digital copy for free, just for a limited time. Head over to theprofitablebusinessauthor.com and get your free copy right now. I know, it's a really long URL. Just type it in. I believe in you. Welcome back. This is Julianne Eason from the Nonfiction Book Academy, and we are talking about collapsing time and getting your book out as quickly as possible while keeping the quality as high as possible. And today we're going to talk about publishing shortcuts. So all the things that you can do to speed up the process without losing the quality of a professionally published book, even if you're self-publishing. So we lead people through the process of self-publishing inside the Nonfiction Book Academy. We also publish um, people, we do the, the work for them. So we've been publishing books for a long time and there is no reason that you can't do it yourself, but we don't want you to miss any steps. So let's let's show you the shortcuts that you can take to collapse time without actually missing steps along the way. So the first thing, again, I've said it before and I will, I will continue to say it, is do your book development first. Know what's going to happen. Set that blueprint up before you take the next step. Before you even write that outline, you want to do your book development process. Because what that's doing is it's setting you up. You know exactly how you're going to publish. You know how you're going to um, to get the book out into the world. All the things that need to happen. By doing your homework up front, the rest of the process is really just, at least with the publishing, is follow the steps and do the work. And it's, it's, it's so much simpler than if you have to figure it all out. So do your book development. The next thing is to hire an excellent editor. Do not skimp on this. Do not if you do anything with that you're spending money on make sure it is to get a really great editor don't use a relative or your mom even if they are an editor like just don't okay i know your sister got amazing grades in college i know your best friend is a professional writer whatever hire an editor and hire somebody who is strong where you are weak so there's two primary types of editors. There's developmental editing and there's copy editing. Developmental editing is where you show someone your first, you show that editor your first draft and they are going to help you with all of the things like continuity and formatting and I'm sorry, not formatting. They're going to talk about like the arrangement of the structure and how, how the story is told and how, you know, you've incorporated your case studies and what your teaching frameworks look like and all of those kinds of things where you're developing the manuscript. They're not going to look at the grammar or the, you know, the spelling or any of those kinds of things yet. That's a copy editor's job. The copy editor is going through the formatting. They're going through consistency. They're going through, um, they're going through grammar and spelling and all of those kinds of things. So you are, you definitely need a copy editor, but you may or may not need a developmental editor. If you, if you really need to, uh, skimp on, <laughs> or not skimp, but if you need to be budget conscious and you don't want to hire both, or you don't want to hire the same person to do both jobs, then definitely, you know, spend the money on the copy editor. 
if you do the book development process the way that I teach in Nonfiction Book Academy, if you go through all of the steps of developing your structure and your manuscript and your outline and everything ahead of time, the way that I teach, you most of the time people don't need a developmental editor because they are, their manuscript is in such strong shape and because they've had our coaching to, to help them really get it where it needs to be. Developmental editors are primarily for first-time authors or authors who really are just putting words out on paper and they have no idea about organization or structure or frameworks or any of that stuff. In those cases, if that's you, absolutely hire a developmental editor first. Make sure that you've got everything the way you want it and then go get that copy editor to look at your grammar and your spelling and your formatting. One one, um, kind of misunderstanding about editors is they people think that they're just going through and looking for things all at once they think that it's you know well why can't I just use spell check or why can't I use grammar check or grammarly or any of those other um, automated AI checkers well the problem is is that there's number one there's more than one way (laughs) to punctuate a sentence there's different style guides and different publishers require different different um, guidelines and an AI may not know that and you may not know that so an editor is it's their job to know what specs your manuscripts need to have in order to go to certain publishers the other thing is um, these copy editors are going through your manuscripts eight nine maybe ten times they're not reading it once they're reading it over and over and over again they're reading it one time through for consistency they're reading it another time through for grammar they're reading it another time through for slang or maybe they're reading it through for sensitivity or maybe they're reading it through to do fact checking there's so many different things that they check for and they read your manuscript over and over and over again so when I say, you know, don't skimp and, and make sure that, that you, you pay them whatever they ask, they're worth their weight in gold. They really, really are. And, and sometimes it can seem like an unnecessary expense when you can just use spell check. But the fact is, is, is a good copy editor is going to make your book better, guaranteed. So that might seem like a shortcut that's really expensive, but having an editor is going to save you so much time and money in the long run. Next thing is to start your cover design process early. Some people will wait to start even thinking about a cover until everything is done, until their book is done, you know, the manuscript's done, they've already gone through editing, they're ready to, to start the publishing process, and then they start thinking about cover design. And it's okay to do that, but when you the, there's a lot of um, good reasons to start the process early. Number one is you get to promote it early. You get to get people excited about the book and the fact that it's coming out. And number two, you're, sometimes cover design can take a really long time. Sometimes it's easy. You get, you know, you hit a, a home run right out of the gate and your designer is amazing and you get this, this super awesome cover and you never have a problem with it. But sometimes you go through iteration after iteration after iteration and it's just, you just don't, it's just not lighting you up and you're just like, ah, this is not my cover. (laughs) This is not my book. And sometimes it just, you know, you think you've got a home run and then your audience, when you start showing it to people are like, (laughs) no, that's not your book cover. So um, starting the process early can really save you time in the long run. Also, you know, it's a motivational tool. 
if you can get a cover done and while you're writing the manuscript or while you're writing that first draft and you have it printed out and put it in front of you, it keeps you going. It makes it feel like it's real and like it's actually going to happen. And it, it just is a motivating factor that keeps you going with your writing. So it, there's a lot of good reasons to start that cover design process early. Um, another shortcut with the cover, and I, this is this is something I wasn't planning to say, but I will say it here, is do not design your cover yourself. Even if you are a graphic designer, like have someone else do it. You are too close to your material, and chances are you're not a graphic designer, and you, you really want to hire someone who is experienced with print books, not just ebook covers, and who really knows what a good professional cover looks like. We're going to have a whole nother series on how to do covers. So <laughs> go ahead and search for that. But um, for right now, just realize starting that design process early and hiring a good designer is, is a really amazing shortcut. All right. Finally, you want to get help or follow a proven step-by-step -step system. You do not want to have to self-publish by researching every single step that has to happen or figuring it out or trial and error or not knowing you know who who's reliable to hire so so in nonfiction book academy we have a little black book of resources and every student has access to exactly the the people that we use um at Thanet house books so it's nice to know that whatever step-by-step -step system you are following, whether it's ours or somebody else's, that you you don't have to map it out yourself because it will take you ages and ages to figure out all the steps. There are dozens and dozens of steps that have to happen in order to have a book published well and professionally and have it look really good and have it feel like a real book as opposed to somebody who just uploaded a transcript to Amazon and called it a book, right? We don't want that for you. We want your book to serve your audience and serve your business for a very long time. So make sure that you find some system. Maybe you have um, Nonfiction Book Academy's Publishing Masterclass. Maybe you are hiring a hybrid publisher. Maybe you are actually using a publisher, maybe your, your book was picked up by a publisher, that's amazing. Just don't try to do it on your own. <laughs> that's a huge, huge shortcut. All right, well, that's it for collapsing time with your publishing. Most of the time that you're going to collapse is with your writing. So if you haven't listened to episode number two in this series, go ahead and, and find that and listen to it because there's a lot of great ideas for speeding up the writing tomorrow or the next episode if you're if you're a binge listener like I am uh, you're we're going to talk about how you can get your subconscious to work with you and for you and help you get everything done quicker without having to use a lot of willpower or kind of beating yourself up to get to get it done we want your subconscious to sort of just guide you along and help you get it done without feeling like you're doing a whole lot of extra effort. So make sure that you check that out. It's called Don't Lie to Yourself. All right, until soon. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for listening in. I can't wait to read your book. If you're a binge listener like me, just jump on over to the next episode. And if you're ready to get world-class coaching and accountability with your book, make sure to check out the nonfictionbookacademy.com for all our programs and resources. We'll see you soon.